Welcome to another episode of the FishCast. Breaking news out of Norman, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley decides to split with the Sooners and head to USC. He will be going to sunny California where he will look to bring the Trojans back to the promised land. University of Florida Gators hired their new head football coach, Billy Napier. How does this impact the job openings at LSU? And also, who are some of the other head coaches that could be on the move? Where is University of Washington going to look? We will discuss all these hot topics plus much, much more. Good afternoon and welcome to FishCast. My name is Corey Long, joined as always by Charles Fishbine. How are you doing, this Fish? How was your Thanksgiving, my friend? Uh, well, I stuffed a bird and I cooked the darn thing and my family was happy. Uh, it just, man, it's a lot of work. I ain't going to lie. I, I, I cook a lot of things and cooking a turkey is a lot of work. Yeah. Did you fry it or did you just oven no, it? I cooked it in the oven. It's the, the whole day before of defrosting it and taking like, you have to keep changing the water and making sure, you know, it stays cold and this and that. It's just, it's a pain in the butt, but it is what it is. I, my, my family likes it when I cook. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, I eliminated turkey thanksgiving like four years ago uh like so normally like this year we did like prime rib and like a pork tenderloin and normally it's something along now it just doesn't take as much prep like it's gonna take time to cook in the oven but chicken like you said you gotta clean them out do this kill the blackheads do this with the skin like it's way too much for something that's gonna leave you days of leftovers you know what i'm saying yeah but we did have a Thanksgiving a few years ago at your friend's house. Where was that at? Like in Hudson? Did I go out to Hudson? <laughs> yeah. Did I go out to Hudson like about seven years ago? You and uh you and the family was doing it at a at a friend's uh, at a friend's little secondary home in Hudson. And I was like, ah, I'll drive out. It's just like <laughs> about three hours down. <laughs> Actually about <laughs> an hour. So yeah. All right, let's go hot out of the box. So the big news is it's going to get done at some point today, barring a massive breakdown. Billy Napier going to be the new head coach at Florida. We've had a lot. You and I have talked about this a lot over the last five or six days. So let's get some stuff out there in public. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I've had a relationship with them before, and, and um, I've known them. I remember Coach Steele telling me, way back when he was at Clemson that this guy was going to be a head coach. So this isn't surprising if you've been in the business as long as I have, that this guy was going to work his way up. And, you know, I, I think he's a very good coach. He proved that at Louisiana Lafayette, he turned that program around and made him very successful, but we've had this discussion before he's stepping up to big boy football. It's not like he's going from, he's basically going from single a to the majors. There's no double A, triple A. I, he's going straight to the most cutthroat, hardest conference where, you know, eight and four and seven and five don't cut it. I don't care if it's year one. These guys want to win. Um, Dan Mullen had won at Florida. He won 11 games one year, 10 the other, took him to the SEC championship, as did McElwain. And I hope Billy Napier understands that that's not their goal or their, their, where they want to go that program they want sec championships and they want to play in the playoffs and that and I, listen i understand that's every coach's goal i'm sure when they step on there but there's also a reality that you have a two-headed monster at uga and at alabama right now and texas a&m is uh and arkansas and and um old miss these programs 
have improved themselves as well, that it's not easy to knock off those two top dogs in Georgia and Alabama, especially where they're at. What they have to hope as a program, and I, it's, it's difficult to see right now, is that they kind of get the Clemson bounce back where like Clemson had in the ACC this year, where teams didn't really catch them. Clemson came back to the pack because of some recruiting misses, lack of depth at certain positions. So, I mean, that's their only hope over the next two years is that one of those two programs slips a little bit. And with the transfer portal, maybe some of their depth gets taken. But right now, you know, Florida Gator fans are looking at nine and three and 10 and two type seasons. And, and that does not seem like it's going to satisfy them. Now, their excuse with Mullen was he didn't recruit. Well, it's once again, you're, he, Napier has to come in and beat guys that are heavyweights, whether it's Jimbo, whether it's Saban, whether it's uh, Kirby Smart, whether it's um, Kiffin at Old Miss. I mean, these guys are elite recruiters too. And it just, I got to tell you, I don't know if their expectations are a little out of whack right now. And um, I think the Gators got a very good coach. I think he'll have success, but will he have enough success and time to get the success that these guys want? I mean, Mullen got four years and he got, he had two very successful years there. He had one where he went to the SEC championship and almost pulled off the upset against Alabama. Those are his expectations. And he needs to understand like that's a lot of pressure uh, for what you're going to get paid. And I know they get paid handsomely, but that's a lot of pressure on a coach walking into his first big time football head coaching job. Charles, this is the Gators' sixth head coach since Steve Spurrier left. I mean, it's hard to believe that, you know, it's been 20 years and they just have not had, even, even, even with their success at Urban Meyer, it's just never been a real stable spot. I guess the one thing I like about Napier, a couple things I like about him. He's definitely one of those guys that he's highly regarded amongst the guys that we think are good coaches, whether it's Nick Saban, you know, Jimbo hired him. He was the FSU tight ends coach for what, 26 days or something like that. Uh, I don't even think it was that long. I mean, he, I don't even think he un, <laughs> undid he his still, bag. He was I mean, still he was still residence in. Yeah, he was like a residence in that you and I always stand next yeah, to him. Yeah. He was definitely still had his clothes in the bag. And they were, I don't even know if he knew if they were clean or dirty, you know? So I, I don't even know if he got FSU gear. That's how short he was there, you know? So it, it was a quick one. Yeah. I mean, he might have, it might not actually be able to give anything other than a couple like the other FSU football t shirts. He might not have gotten the good stuff, the windbreakers and the good pullovers and stuff just yet. But, you know, those coaches thought, think highly of him enough to put him on their staff. And what I do think he, and I think that, you know, if he's a smarter guy as I think he is, his times on those staffs, he was able to build relationships with other coaches. I'm mostly, as we all know, you're, a coach is as good as your staff. You know, your staff's got to be good. Your staff's got to be able to fill in the holes that you can't fill in yourself. And I think that I, I, I want to believe that he's got a pretty good Rolodex looking at who he's worked with, and he'll bring some good guys along with him. Um, the one report that I did get was that he really, really wanted to invest a lot in their recruiting infrastructure. I think one of his demands was he was hoping for um, 12, 10 to 12 guys 
to, you know, as part of just a strictly a recruiting kind of support staff. And, you know, I'm like, if that if that's the case, you know, he at least understands how important that aspect is. And Florida is capable of pulling top five recruiting classes. Let's not let Dan Mullen struggles with recruiting make him think it's a hard school to recruit. You can recruit top kids there. It's not impossible. So, you know, I, I, I'm doing my write-up for WalterFootball.com. That'll probably get uh, – probably get put up and put online sometime late tonight or early tomorrow. And, you know, I gave it a, I gave the grade a B because I feel like that's about what it is. I feel like it's a B grade. Um, you know, he's a, I think, you know, obviously it's not a tippy top name, but of the coaches that were at that next level, it's probably the one that I think has the best chance of figuring out his way in the SEC. Like you said, you're not, you don't get a lot of time. You don't get like a whole big, you know, you, you don't get like a, a, a nice little uh, honeymoon period. But I think he's going to get announced tomorrow. I think he's going to hit the ground running recruiting. He already I got think, it. He already got, uh, the Gators already put out like a Twitter thing that he got hired. So, okay. So they're going to now do the press conference tomorrow. Or, uh, probably tomorrow, I would assume, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and, um, I assume he's going to hit the ground running, you know, recruiting, and he's probably going to be in someone's home tomorrow night. And he's going to have to salvage a recruiting class. And I think it's, I think it's salvageable enough to get in the top 15. I don't think he can get it much higher than that. But I think he can get there. Probably inside the top 20 is a little bit more realistic, but maybe inside the top 15. If he does that, that at least – and he can really – you know, as Fish, you know as well as I do, there's kind of for a new coaching staff, there's two really important areas. Is you want to salvage what you kind of the old class, but you really want to get a jump on 2023 kids, like in that March April period, like that February March April period. You really want to have some of those top targets that you know are heavy leads already on the already in the fold. So those are the two areas I'm looking at to see. Whereas recruiting is because it's about recruiting. Let's be very honest. It's about recruiting. He's got this job because they think he can be better than the last guy was at that. It's 100% about recruiting. I, yes. I, we've got into this and, and I, there's the people that think coaching is important. And then there's some people that think recruiting is important, not as important as coaching. I think recruiting is everything up to a program. I think coaching is about 30%. Of it, I think recruiting 70% of it. Most of these guys know X's and O's way more than the average fan even thinks they know. Uh, I've been around them. It's, if you got in a room and started talking to some guy that you think doesn't know football and you go onto that college campus and you sit in a, a coach's office and they start talking football, it may as well be another language, a foreign language to you because they're that knowledgeable. I, I just – coaching is – basically your message and how you could get it across to these guys, uh, your recruits. It's not really what these guys all know football. They've been around it for 20, 30, 40 years. A lot of these coaches. So the coaching side, they all know uh, all the plays. There's guys, people sit there and go, Oh, this team's predictable. This every team, every coach knows basically what the coach, other teams going to run based off formation based on what packages they run they understand what each team's going to run now they may run a play here or there to trick them out but 
coaches know what the other team's going to go. What it comes down to is who has more war daddies and better players. And, and the reason why Alabama, Ohio State, uh, now you see Michigan popping up. They've recruited well the last few years, and it's not coincidence. I mean, all that, of Georgia's recruiting. Yeah, all the really – showing yeah, up this year. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's recruiting. It just shows you – and that's what it all comes down to. If you have the most and top players, you're going to have a shot to win it all. I mean, it's just the way it is. And, yeah, there are some guys that can outcoach other guys for a game or two, but over a 12-game period, it's very difficult to uh, – to scheme up stuff when other teams know if you're, if you have a weakness on your team. So I, I think it's going to come down to how well he recruits. I think that was 100% the reason why he was hired um, and Mullen was fired. Mullen's a better X's and O's coach. It's not a knock against Billy Napier, but he is, he's better. Yeah. At he's been, it's been proven. He's a better developer of uh, quarterbacks. He's be better at coming up with, he has very creative offensive schemes based on personnel and he always, his teams were always prepared offensively in games. They go, I never saw like them look where you really came out of a game and you were like, Oh man, they were just terrible. Um, I mean, I know they've had their moments this year where they haven't looked great, but the offense was always there with Mullen, wherever he's been, whether it's Florida, Utah, um, it's been at Mississippi state. So the X's and O's weren't it. It was a recruiting. Will Napier be able to get, the top recruits in the state of Florida. That's just going to be his number one thing. I, I don't think Mullen liked to recruit the state of Florida. You cannot dislike this state. And you saw it again the other day, uh, last night in the Alabama game, who made the, the winning catch? Corey Brooks, Miami kid. He was from Booker T. Washington. You've got to land these kids. You, I, I, I can't say it enough. It's the most talented state. It's going to continue to be the most talented state. And if these kids leave the state, we're going to have three new coaches in the next couple of years. Again, this cycle's never going to end until these guys lock the best players down in this state. Then you go out and Florida should do very well in South Georgia and be able to recruit Georgia. They should be able to go up into the Carolinas, into North Carolina, and they could go up into Jersey and the Northeast. They don't need to go out to California. They don't need to spend a whole lot of time in Texas. Billy Napier has connections in Louisiana. I already saw the Walker Howard kid, who's a top-rated quarterback, committed to LSU. He may um, take a visit now to Florida because Napier is going there, and he congratulated Napier. He needs to stick to the states that produce the most talent. Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, head up that East Coast, go into the Carolina, South and North Carolina. If he does that, he will turn this program around, and they will be – playing and competing with Georgia and playing for a spot in the playoffs. If he does that, that's that, that will be his main goal because listen, he has a lot of contacts, Corey, he's going to put good coaches around him. I don't see this guy having a problem hiring coaches uh, to university of Florida. A lot of coaches want to coach there. They're going to pay well. That's not going to be an issue. It's who he gets on that staff to recruit. Does he bring back a J one cider? Does he go out, you know, he has some. He has a couple guys on that staff. Does he keep those guys? He has to go get guys that number one. The number one thing should be locking up the state of Florida. If he doesn't do that, then God bless him. He he may be looking for another job in three or four years. Other coaches that you mentioned, 
when we were off that, you know, he said you, you could think of C that he could bring with him would be Kevin Steele, who I know is also up for the Jacksonville State job as they head into FBS play. I know he's been a candidate for that too. But uh, if any man Kevin Steele, you and I both know Coach Steele quite well. I mean, that's a that's a good start. You know, that's, that's, that's not a bad start. Not a bad starting point. No, there's no question. I, I think Steele would be a great hire. Um, he'd give them he'd give them some, uh, you know, a guy that can recruit the state of Florida. He has a lot of connections down here. Um, he's he's the guy the guy gets it done wherever he's at from a recruiting standpoint. I think he's a very good coach. Uh, I don't know if he, he he wants to bring him in as a D coordinator. I mean, Steele was still doing well at the end of his tenure. Um, I believe it was at Tennessee or where I mean, he's been everywhere. Auburn, that coaching. But he even if he brings them in as a position coach and co-coordinator and brings somebody else in, I think he can really upgrade uh, the lot. He's a linebacker coach. I think he can upgrade that position for Florida. They they seem to have struggled recruiting linebackers, just like the other two Florida schools. So there's a lot he could do. Um, I think they're in a good position. We'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And like always, the fish cast is wide open. Coach Napier, whenever you're ready, whenever you get the opportunity, you want to stop by, speak with Fish and I. We're going to be glad to have you on as we would, you know, any coach in the state. So unfortunately, Coach Mullen never made it on the fish cast. And I don't want to say that's the reason he was let go, but you feel like it had to be kind of a, you know, you got to think it's possible. You can tie it together, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Butch Davis wasn't on our show either. He's yeah. no longer got a <laughs> I don't think Butch Davis knows what a podcast is. <laughs> but either way, we're going to be back with more Fishcast. We're going to talk about, we're going to get into a little bit of that dog of a game between Florida and Florida State and how to fix FSU in the long term. That's it coming up in the next segment. We'll be back. Fish and Corey, more of the Fishcast. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.